Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Scott Seven Podcast. I hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful week. And today we're going to um, be discussing a thing that has happened a few weeks ago. Um, but for us, it's only been three days as we, the time of recording this, which is that there has been a trademark for worship leader, and that has been causing a big form, a big uh, storm, as social media storm, as there was somebody's account that had been blocked because of copyright infringement because of the term worship leader. So uh, joining me today is a worship leader himself, Micah Current. Micah, how are you doing today? I'm good. I probably need to take worship leader off of my social stuff. <laughs> well, we did have that conversation about the term leader and pastor and why we kind of, that was like a last year podcast. So maybe you just got to change leader to pastor and then you'll be fine. Right. Unless someone trademarked pastor. So I better hurry and do that before I get a lawsuit. Yeah. Then you can start. Then then anybody who uses the title pastor, like on their webpage of all these churches, be like copyright infringed, copyright infringed, copyright infringed. Oh my gosh. But uh, before we dive into this topic, uh, stories gone wild. Micah, what do you have for us today? In the spirit of the topic of worship, I was, you know, didn't have one ready, but I just thought of one. So, um, Years ago, I was leading worship at the church I was on staff at, and we were singing. Um, we did the, we did the worship set, and usually how we did it was, you know, we did like the welcome, went right into worship to two songs, you know, announcements and prayer, two songs, prayer, message, response. And so we did the first part of worship. We did the announcements. We got into the second worship block, and I think I did like maybe how great is our God and how great thou art or something like that. And the okay, church just yeah. loved that and responded well to that. Um, right before we got to the second course of how great is our God, my guitar string broke. And um, I kind of just backed off. And because we had a smaller team at the time, like I just said, you know, just our voices and the panic and my team's uh, faces when they're like, why, why aren't we playing this? exactly how we're supposed to <laughs> it's because i and i was just kind of like you know waving my hands behind me and I'm like you know let's just let's just sing that that chorus again with our voices and let's go into how great you know how great thou art um and i remember one of the people came up to me one of the team members came up to me after the the service and like why did you stop and like they got really upset that i stopped i think it was because you know we were getting caught up in the moment of worship and getting caught up in the uh, the song itself and the emotional um, outpouring of the spirit and, and things like that. But, and they couldn't understand why I stopped. And I looked at him, I was like, look, my guitar string broke. And they're like, Oh no, that's it's terrible. So um, it's not necessarily a story has gone wild, but it's just a reminder to be cognizant of everything that's going on. So like, thankfully, you know, I was on staff at this church. I had my own office. I had an extra guitar in my office and I was able to go, well, the message is going on, tune that guitar up, bring it in uh, for the response. And, you know, the rest of the service is fine. But, um, yeah, several times, you know, where I've broken drumsticks over the years or broken guitar strings or um, battery doesn't work in a guitar or, you know, something crazy happens. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I thought since the story, since we're covering kind of the worship, you know, conversation today or the topic is worship today, we'll. I kind of wanted to share a, a worship story has gone wild. Do you have any 
stories from from camp ministry or or like thing like as far as like maybe on the creative side or the worship side where where things have gone just completely awry and in the so, moment you just know what to do. Yeah, and and that's the thing about worship at camp because I have probably a gazillion stories about worship at camp, and it's kind of hard to pick one. Um, but you you kind of talked about the idea of the serenity and the you know why'd you stop playing and i mean for you it was a broken string um but yet we we're still able to see the spirit move so kind of in vain of that there was a time where we had a camp team from anderson come and one of my uh good buddies was actually part of that praise and worship team uh, mike snyder um and they came and they were there to help us with camp and they were playing music and at camp we have and now camp marengo had an outdoor chapel that was covered so it's very common that we could be it could be raining and yet we would be outside in the rain under this like pavilion and having worship and so they're doing that we're having worship and stuff and all of a sudden the somehow a fuse got blown we don't know how it happened but a fuse got blown and now we're trying to figure out, okay, where is this fuse or this breaker to turn the power on? And the thing is, is we thought the obvious thing would be like, oh, in the back of the chapel, we open it up. No, that's on. So it's like, okay, well, let's go here. And the thing is, is to get power to the chapel there was another main breaker that was somewhere on the other side of camp. Like, I don't know how they wired this thing, but mm -hmm. it was, it was weird. And the only person who knew the chart would have been the caretaker who apparently went to the store. So he wasn't even on site. So there's a bunch of us staff members trying to figure out where it is. I'm kind of doing stuff that's more towards the stage. So, you know, power goes out instruments are dead but since a couple of them had acoustic guitars they're just playing and they're and people are still having worship and they're singing and they started singing um awesome god by rick mullins or rich mullins and all i can know is they're singing you know towards the end our god is an awesome god and then after they finished because it was raining the day before, and we still had storm clouds passing through, you just heard this loud boom of thunder. And I'm like sitting there like, holy cow. And the kids, I've just lost it. They're like, woo. So then they start singing it again. So they start singing Awesome God again. And when they get to the ending of that song again, it struck thunder a second time. And everybody cheered. And then around that time, Dave must have got back to caretaker and found the switch and turned it on. And the power went back on right before the pastor spoke. And I thought the coincidences that A, it would happen one time, but that it happened a second time was just mind boggling. And I was just like, it's one of my most memorable things of, of worship. And I wasn't even up there on stage. I was kind of just, you know, trying to get the power back. <laughs> should do a podcast on um camp stories but more specifically like the storm like thunderstorms and crazy storms during camps 
Uh, oh my gosh, I have a lot of those too. <laughs> one that really comes to mind is that I uh, 2012, 2013 was. Uh, counseling i was doing an internship at a church i was working full-time at a music store and i was i made the decision to to lead worship and be a counselor that we get camp and this was camp three five third grade through fifth grade which why in the world i did that I, i'll never know um <laughs> but in the middle of the night uh well we had like our debrief meeting at the end of the night uh before we put kids you know in their cabins for you know lights out or whatever you want to call it and mm-hmm. andy our uh, camp director was like there's there's a chance of a really bad storm tonight. If that's the case, we'll uh, we'll all meet here and and, and the, like kind of the central location of camp and probably the most safest of buildings on camp where we can you know kind of hunker down if, if a storm gets really bad. And so I remember going to bed. Those kids, you know, they won't stop talking. It's you know twelve twelve thirty one one thirty two in the morning, and then three thirty in the morning. Sure enough, tornado sirens are going off. And we got to get all of our kids and we got to get them all to Founders Hall safely. And we have to wake everybody up and make sure everybody's out of the cabins back into, you know, back into the um, the main building. And uh, by the way, I had to get up and go to work that next morning. <laughs> so um, that was a long day. So, yes, plenty of storms uh, <laughs> during camp. And like you're out in the middle of nowhere, right? There's no, you know, cell phones a little to non-existent and you're relying on one crappy router for Wi-Fi and only certain people should have the Wi-Fi password, and it just—it's hard to really depict what's going on outside of um, where you are. So, yeah, yeah, I, I remember. Are you were you referring to Camp Maringo in that story with the electric? I'm sorry, what was that? Were you referring to Camp Maringo with the electric? Yeah, I was working at Camp Maringo. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, was that so? That story was correlated with Camp Maringo, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I can remember that. I remember that chapel, the power going out in that chapel all the time. That was a that was a continuous thing. It wasn't just it like was. the story that you were referring to. Like it was a, an ongoing issue. Yeah, that happened when issues. I was a camper there. <laughs> yeah, it, it was is wild. But um, as we've been talking about worship, uh, just um, like I said, the time of recording just uh, three days ago, which this would have been March seventeenth. Um, there's this news broke that there was a um a I guess we would call him a social media account or worship influencer um, that goes by the title rogue worship leader, which usually kind of creates like worship means to star Wars. And I've seen come some of uh, some of his stuff too. It's pretty funny, but eventually his Facebook page got disabled because they said that um, that was shut down for a trademark infringement. And they happened to look and see that um, that worship leader um, was in the title, and because of that, um, it got taken down. Which the um, the person who runs the account basically said, "How is that? How how is that possible? It's crazy how that's possible because worship leader is a common term. It's a job title. How can that be trademarked? And it's a term that's used by." thousands of churches and like you said like on your resume mike before recorded like oh i might have to change my title from worship leader to something else um so actually on his uh on his instagram page he says please follow my backup account which his main account is rogue worship leader and his backup account is rogue leader of worship to help fight off the 
copyright infringement, I guess. But um, yeah, and he kind of talks a little bit about how his account, his Facebook account got shut down. And they say that, you know, it was flagged with Authentic Media LLC, who had trademarked the term worship leader. They also went and looked at this article. This is from churchleaders.com. Um, I'm pulling this up. They even looked at kind of the um, worship leader. And they said that all the way back, um, like in 2016, Authentic Media filed the trademark for worship leader. Um, but I think even all the way back in, I read an article, like even back in 1996, it was trademarked when they first started um trademarking the term worship leader especially within their magazine or their brand which they're again authentic media llc is has a thing called worship leader magazine uh interestingly enough i think it was saturday micah where i sent you a instagram post from somebody from worship leader mag talk defending their position on trademarking worship leader and it was this whole article and I went to go check, go to Worship Leader Magazine just to see if it was posted. And literally you search for Worship Leader Trademark. And it even says, um, it even says up here that a letter from Stephanie Fromm on the trademark discussion. And that's the person who posted something on the Worship Leader Instagram page. So this worshipleader.com, here's a letter that's like defending the trademark discussion. I click on the link and it tells me, uh, the page you're looking for does not exist. Well, that's weird. I go to the Instagram post I sent you. That post has been taken down. So, and again, my big thing about transparency. So already I'm kind of like, okay, what's going on? Or probably got a lot of blowback from this um, stance on trademarking worship leaders. So just to cut it. So that's just me kind of, painting broad strokes about this article. Micah, what were your thoughts when when I shared this post with you that the term worship leader has been copyrighted and they have taken down at least one person's, um, flagged at least one person's account because they had the title worship leader in it? Well, I could just say it's crazy and we could just hang up the call. But um, yeah, I people have lost their minds. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, like, you know, you and I, I think before we even hit record, you're like, well, what what about if somebody did the same thing for the title pastor? You know how many pastors there are in the world? You know how many worship leaders there are in the world? Like, you could do it with every other topic, too. Uh, children's pastor, youth pastor, uh, executive pastor, uh, teaching pastor, lead pastor. If they Imagine if somebody was like, you know what, we're going to just do copyright infringements for all these titles. And so, like what nobody else can have the title pastor anymore it just sounds ridiculous um i know for a while like when i was you know getting my feet wet in ministry and was you know still leading worship on a regular basis like uh while i was pursuing ordination a lot of my friends you know would still say hey this guy's a worship leader or the church you were serving at would say, Hey, this is our worship leader. Um, mm -hmm. and then when I got my ordination, it was like, Oh, he's, he's a pastor now. So he, he's a worship pastor, creative arts pastor. So, but also it kind of just depends on what church, 
um, what the church calls it, right? And so, yeah. uh, you know, Scott, you did a search recently. I mean, you've been at your church, I don't know how long, like a year, almost a year, over a year. How long has been? How long has yeah, it been? It's been less been than in? a year. I've I started in the fall of last year. So, so what I what I mean though is the search of, of finding your current position. So, you know, when you were looking, Scott, what, mm-hmm. you probably saw all kinds of titles, right? For yeah. for ministry positions. So you would probably see director of family ministries. You can probably saw family life pastor. You probably saw children's pastor and children's director. Like there's so many different titles. I just want to know why they went after worship and like kind of what was the the meaning behind that. Yeah, and I'm not like, sure. and, and to take it a step further, like, you know, you sent me that article and I went to click on it and it didn't work. So it was taken down and I checked again today and it's gone. So, um, is it legit? Do you think it's legit? I mean, here's the thing. And like, that's the thing. Like, they've only went after one account. But looking at the guy's post, like, he has all the documentation and he put all the screenshots saying, yeah, it's been taken down because of the copyright worship leader. Which, again, you could go to any, like, you could just look up, like, I mean, Again, when you have a copyright, that's public domain. You can look up who owns the copyright and everything. So when you start making attachments and you start tying it in, then yeah, um, it's kind of there. And so it's one of those things where I'm just boggled by it. Um, And it even bothers me that the fact that, I mean, if it was, if it was fake, if it was, um, If it was fake, if it was something that's kind of being blown out of proportion, I would, I would venture that, um, I would venture that something would have happened, um, where it's like, oh, this is a misunderstanding, or the owner of the trademark would have reached out to Rogue Worship Leaders site saying, hey. We're sorry, we just renewed our trademark for our magazine. We didn't know that your page was going to get tagged like through the automated things, and then it was going to cause those issues. Like anything like that, I would have been like, okay, you know, it's an accident. You know, we'll let bygones be bygones. But the fact that they didn't and they keep defending it and they're saying, well, no, that's not true. And then when someone says something, they take down the post. And now there's no existence of it. And even just going to worship leader Instagram page, there actually is um, somebody who's actually talking about it. There's a real video that's still posted. And just even looking at the um, the text, because I haven't watched the video yet, it says, can I still use worship leader on my website, my Facebook group, job title, Instagram, etc.? Yes, you can. The narrative that we're going after all accounts using worship leader is a lie and manipulative tactic to divide the worship community. Looking forward to Monday. Hmm. Now, I, I I have an issue with the phrasing in that text. And again, I have to watch the video, so I don't want to make too much of an assumption. But the fact that you're saying that, oh, this is all a lie and manipulation to, de- to destroy the worship community... 
I think that's a little too far. I feel like that's almost gaslighting because how can you say, well, we're not doing it. It's all lie. It's all fabrication. When you have somebody who's posting evidence and proof that their account had been taken down and that you hold the copyright to worship leader. Hmm. I don't know, ma'am. It, so- it sounds pretty suspicious. To me. It does sound suspicious. That's why I'm kind of, I mean, that's the thing. If it was, and that's why I would say, if you're taking down a post where you're addressing it and you take it down, that's suspicious. If you say, yeah, hey, it was an accident. It was a, it's Facebook's automated AI system that flagged it and it took it down. But, you know, we've kind of said, nope, don't worry about it. That that's not. You know, you know, whatever the case may be or whatever happened, or if someone on the legal side of worship leader mag decided, hey, we're going to start tagging, flagging things. And you just happen to flag one of the one that has a big following and they're making a big stink about it. It's like, oh, this is a bad idea. We need to recant like do that. Be transparent. But the fact that we're having a he said, she said debate that posts are being taken down when they are addressing it and then they're removing it themselves, it doesn't sit right with me. And that's why I always say transparency is the best policy because at least if you get all the information out there, you can't do what I'm doing where now I'm kind of speculating. I'm going, okay, this seems odd. This seems suspicious. Because when I start having those feelings, then I'm going to start asking more questions. And if you can answer those questions and have everything out, and are open for answer any questions that I have or rogue worship leader has about, hey, why did my account get flagged and go, oh, we're sorry, sir. Here's the reason why, here's all this and have that open dialogue. Then that becomes a different story. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, I just go back to the thing, you know, to the point where it's like, how many worship leaders are there in this world? Yeah. <laughs> and how many worship pastors are there in this world or pastors or leaders or churches, whatever, and um, people that serve in those roles, whatever their title is, that well, just seems, it seems like a, an unstoppable, impossible battle to win. And if you were to like legally go after everybody that had that. Well, and I think that's also the issue, the issue with copyright, mm-hmm. because I mean, I can understand like, like let's say, well, it's for an example. Like when Jar, like we talked about Jordan in the podcast that you know I occasionally make an appearance on. Now I'm not a regular anymore <laughs> of Nerd Talk. Like Jordan wanted to do a podcast with Nerd Talk, but then he decided to do a Nerd Talk with Jordan Halstead because he saw that there was already a Nerd Talk podcast, even though it seemed like that they weren't posting regularly. There wasn't a lot of stuff. He thought, well. I don't want to get into it. Plus, if there was a copyright on Nerd Talk and he started using a Nerd Talk, then, yeah, there would be some things. Because it always goes back to money. Like, can you make money off a trademark? So I can understand, like, people making money off, like, a worship account and using the term worship leader. I get that. But a worship leader makes money. So... It goes back to how far is too far, where if I have the title of worship leader and I'm leading worship, next thing you know, I get hit with a 
with a legal document saying that I need to change my title because I'm infringing on someone's copyright or I'm of a title of worship leader because I'm making money off my title worship leader. And it's like, I mean, I can understand like if you're an ordained minister and then you become a worship pastor because you are a pastor, but those who lead worship who are not ordained, what title are they going to have? Leader of worship or worship guy, worship gal, like, or guitar playing man that praise leader, like what? I mean, we're gonna we're getting too ridiculous with these trademarks, and it's weird when you know something as common as worship leader is now being an issue. And you know, I don't see this continuing to be an issue. I think that hopefully things will get settled, especially since there has been a major backlash towards uh towards not only Worship Leader Mag, but also the holding company, Authentic Media LLC. Um, and if that's the case, then hopefully this will be end and more information will come out and this will, whole thing will be put to rest. But I mean, but again, like I'm still suspicious because of just the way Authentic Media and Worship Leader Mag has handled this debacle has not been... Um, very smooth in my opinion yeah and you know I, I played in a band back in high school and in college and you know we were always like we were signed to a small record label uh when i was younger and it was you know all about promotion and all about what you could draw and all about what you could you know like you're saying scott how can you you know, make money on this and copyright infringements and everything else. And like, so we got super paranoid once we signed to a label. Are you, uh, you know, do we need to copyright all of our music? Do we need to copyright all of our songs? Do we need to copyright, you know, who wrote what and how and the date and everything else? And so like, uh, you know, just protecting ourselves more than anything. But like, you know, I can't imagine the legal mess today in today's society where everything is like on the internet. Everything's on streaming. Everything's on, you know, Spotify or YouTube or TikTok. And it's like, it, it gets really messy. Like, you know, we've talked several times about, uh, you know, worship and, and different genres of, of mega churches like Bethel or Elevation or Jesus Culture. Like, if you look at any, if you go on Song Select and look at any of Elevation's tunes, Stephen Furtick's name's on it because he helped write it. So, like, he gets a cut of that every time Song Select gives them... You know, I don't know what the percentage is, and I'm I'm assuming it's probably way worse than like like Spotify because Spotify, you know, that's part of the backlash of artists uh, who put their music on Spotify because they get nothing when it comes to streaming versus like 20 years ago when you talk about physical record sales, right? Versus you know, you know, cassettes, CDs, vinyls, eight tracks, whatever it is, um, they would get a you know pretty significant cut. Now with streaming, everybody wants a cut, so. Um, the title, you know, back to the conversation about worship leader, worship pastor, um, you know, I, I don't really follow, like, taking it back to, to the social media conversation for a second, like, I don't really follow the whole, you know, Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg or anything like that, but like, uh, if, there's like this whole 
conversation about charging people if they make money off of social media because Facebook wants their cut, TikTok wants their cut, Twitter wants their cut. And it's like, well, when did social media become this, you know, pay to play kind of thing? It's about promoting yourself and getting things out there. Uh, and to take it a step further, you know, Elon Musk bought Twitter for $43 billion. <laughs> I think he's got some money. I think he's going to be okay. Same thing with Zuckerberg. Um, same thing with the guys that that thought about Google and created Google. Um, it, it's just crazy, this whole conversation of copyright. And um, you, know, you could get into the whole conversation about First Amendment and freedom of speech and, and, and all that stuff. And like, you know, putting stuff on your social and... Uh, what's what's real and what's <laughs> what's not and what's clickbait and what's not and what's appropriate and what's not and so like um i just think it's ridiculous personally i think it's ridiculous that you know people can't put who they are on their social without fear of getting you know either reprimanded or 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 uh whatever this person said that they said happened to them where they were blocked or they were censored or um, yeah it's just gotten Getting a the cease point. and desist letter, you know. Yes, yes, that too. Um, I've never got one of those, but um, the, I have. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> Not but really, the, but yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously though, um, the it's just crazy that you know we can't. I feel like we shouldn't have to look over our shoulder. Yeah, especially in the ministry and especially in church. Yeah, because I think a lot of pastors or worship leaders are probably looking, depending on the culture of their church, they're probably already looking over their shoulders already. You don't need to worry right. about, you know, businesses and the government and all these le- and all these like legal things. Like every time when I set it, I mean, that's the thing. How far are we going to go? If I set a title for my sermon and find out that, oh, I get a lawsuit Monday morning, realize that some pastor down in like. Arizona had the same title for a sermon and he actually copyrighted the title of that sermon. So no one could ever use that title. So anytime when, and especially if you're streaming stuff and I go on a stream and I have my uh, title, like, I don't know, like I know I'm going to be preaching at the end of April and I'm going to be speaking on the, um, the uh, Jesus's walk with the two disciples on the Emmaus road. Like if I call it, the title walk in the way of Jesus that's trade that's copyrighted. Sorry. We're going to take down your videos of your sermon because you use this title that has been copyrighted by another pastor in Arizona. So you can't use that title. Like when is the insanity going to end? How far are we going to push this? I mean, I know this is like one of those things where it's like ridiculous, but I'm sure there's probably some company is going to be like, Oh, well we can really, really milk this and make some money by trademarking sermon titles since most pastors now are streaming everywhere because of the last couple of years where we had to go online. And now those who still continue to online and put their messages out there, you know, how much uh, infringement are we going to see there? I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. But friends, what are you, what's your take on this? Are you kind of like perplexed as Micah and I about this whole worship leader trademark thing? Um, you know, hopefully since this is, you know, at the time of recording this, this is still a fresh story. Hopefully by the time you listen to this, hopefully more information will be brought out and we kind of have all the facts. Um, 
about what went down and what happened. But uh, with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We hope you have a wonderful weekend and we'll be back on with another episode next week. Take care. 